Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast, where we listen into a group of rural firefighters as they give their opinions on the challenges they face both on and off the fireground. We release a new episode every week, so please hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating, and share this with your fire family and friends. Now on to this week's episode, where as always, we ask the question, are you DTFF? Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. My name is Carl and tonight I am joined by three members of my firefighting family. I have Ash. Hello, Carl. I have Kev. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Chimney sweep. <laughs> from the from the fifties. Ash, Ash screwed me up, cue me up again. <laughs> I have Kev. Hello. <laughs> and I have Scott. Hi, Carl. And uh, yeah, normally there is no Spence. There is no Spoon. No Spence this evening. Spence is hockeying it up, uh, and no Rob because he's sick. But uh, so tonight we're going to be uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about Scott. Scott, what's the episode called tonight? Tonight's episode is called "Stand By to Get Some." And the reason why reason why we called that. So we're going to talk about. Um, preparedness before the call, how we prepare um, before we get the page, and uh, the reason why we chose this name is because uh, on I am responding, you can actually choose your your sort of ringtones. So what I chose for my ringtone is is a um, is from Jocko, and it was actually Leif on Jocko, and this is what they'd say before they were in a firefight, and I'll play it. Stand by to get some. So at night, when the tones come before the tone, sometimes before the tones come in, sometimes after, um, I'll hear, I'll hear this. Stand by to get some, <laughs> and it's awesome. The first time I actually played, I forgot I didn't change it because one of my older ones, which I'll find, is a lot different. Um, but uh, the first time I played, I was actually not at home. I was in a hotel and by myself. <laughs> and, I'm laying there and because now my pager wouldn't go off because I don't have my pager with me because I'm like miles away from home and uh, all I hear is stand by to get some <laughs> by some guy not, in the middle of the night I'm like, like what is going on <laughs> so I thought there was a guy in my hotel and I remember oh yeah I, I, I changed my ringtone because my old one was this which is also just as awesome <laughs> and for those of you who don't know who Leroy Jenkins is, that's a whole other topic. Yeah. You'll have to look it up online. Welcome it's to the great. ringtone episode. <laughs> um. <laughs> I am responding <laughs> for all your ringtone needs. <laughs> Kev, uh, you, were, you were saying as well, when uh, when yours goes off, you still get, even even just replaying them just a second ago, you just get that little that little spike of adrenaline, right? Oh, yeah. The just befores. Yeah. Yeah. Thing, right? <laughs> It's not as fancy as you Everybody's playing the ringtones. What's going on? Share. Yeah, yeah. This is the random noises episode. That's just lame. Ash just makes his up. You should you should change yours to that song. That song I did for you. We'll post that. That was brilliant. We're off track around the title. We haven't even started with the news or anything. Yeah, Marshall's going to be all over that. So, yeah, have it again. Well, I don't know if you noticed, uh, last week we had the Chief on, and everything was, you know, was a little bit more stable. Well, we were off track in the news. Right at the beginning, but then, you know, he, he kind of rolled his eyes and did that look that he does, and swizzled the mustache. Mustache, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, uh, and that was that. <laughs> we were back on track. He has that one longer, like I noticed, I was actually looking at him tonight, he's, he's got one longer just to twirl his mustache. And look yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you wonder what our chief looks like, he looks like the Monopoly man. <laughs> Without the monocle. Without the monocle. <laughs> so we're going to get him a monocle. <laughs> For scene, I think it would be perfect. Right, Bob? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Put it in the budget. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, uh, stand by to get some. So, um, as Scott said, we are going to be discussing the things that we do and uh, the, the kind of pre-preparedness. Because obviously, as volunteers, we are not stationed at the fire hall. We come from home, from the gas station, from the store, from the beach in summer, from the ski hill in the winter. You never know where we're going to be. Um, so depending on those situations, we all have little 
things that we do um, consistently and maybe even unknowingly sometimes now they've just become habit to make sure that we can uh, get out and get to um, causes and from places in calls as quick as possible. So let's start. We'll just go in a circle. Ash. Oh, there we go. Oh, news. news. Oh, sorry, news. news. Oh, yeah. Sorry, we threw you way off with my. You did? Yeah. But that's all right. We'll go with news. Kev's got news. Kev's got news. So I have a little bit of, well, saddish news. Um, there's a firefighter from Truro, Nova Scotia, who was injured at a firefighter school in Waverly, Nova Scotia during a training exercise this uh, weekend before. Um, I, we don't, so it's not really a secret, I guess. We're a little bit off on times on the podcast. So. We pre-record. So yeah, the, the information we have at this time is that he was in critical condition at the hospital. So I kind of wanted to bring this forward just to make sure we have a quick little discussion about training and all of our firefighter activities including training are inherently dangerous depending on I guess what you do in training so just always <laughs> be mindful <laughs> training on scene anytime anything could happen just try to stay safe yeah, as a training captain for our, our department, I, I, I do. It's always in the back of my mind because, like, especially when we're doing live fire or we're doing some of our bigger scenarios, I'm thinking, okay, how can this go badly? Um, if it goes badly, what can we do to mitigate it? Um, but I also sometimes I'm like, well, I have to push the guys um, because if we don't push, if we don't push you in training, best time to fail is in training when we're all around, we're all ready to go. Um, Sometimes things get pushed too far, I guess. I don't know what happened in this training. Yeah, we have, we have no yeah. details as to what the incident yeah. was, um, just that it was during training. So I always try to follow, like, obviously, you know, we followed some of the 10 well, some. We followed the 1001, or the 1001, the NFPA rules that we can with burn buildings and stuff. Like, we don't bring um, any fuels, like gasoline or anything, obviously, in our burn building. Everything's wood. Um, we try to have, always have safety guys around, you know, everything like that. We try to mitigate it as much as possible, but sometimes uh, we haven't had anyone really get injured. I'm going to knock on wood because <laughs> that's <laughs> an actual knock on wood one. <laughs> um, we haven't had anyone get too badly injured. Like we've had skin knuckles, and lots of bruised egos, but yeah. um, no one's been seriously hurt, um, which is good, but it's also like, you know, like I said, we have to try to push the training, but just don't want to push it too far. Mm. Yeah, it's important to um, <clears throat> train to train to failure with everything. You, you need mm -hmm. to know where your limitation is, so that in a situation where you need to be pushed to it, you know how far you can go to be able to judge the situation as to whether or not it's going to be a danger for yourself instantly. And you know it's something that you don't do because if you don't do that, you may think you can, and then you're in a whole world of shit, and it's really going to fall down real quick. So pushing yourself that extra limit, which is why training is important, which is why you need to be there for it, and which is why when you do it, you need to take it seriously every time. We we do joke around, we mess around, but I think when it comes to the training side of things, we're we're pretty serious. And I think uh, even with the content that we create through our YouTube channel and stuff like that, you should be able to see the difference. We joke around on the podcast quite a lot, obviously, um, because it's fun, and this mm -hmm. is why we do it. It is fun, but there is a very serious level to the training side of things, and there's a very serious level to how we act on scene, and they're very different to how we act in this in this room. Um, for the majority, it gets over there. <laughs> Depending on what the scene is, um, but no, we 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 take it very seriously. So you're right, Kev. You're right. It's a very good point. Make sure that you stay safe doing training. Know that obviously inherently. The job is dangerous. Um, it's part of why some of us do it. There's that little buzz knowing that every time you go out, um, there is that kind of piece of danger that you're going to have to deal with as well. So know it, be aware of it, respect it, and uh, yeah, stay safe. <laughs> Sorry. Scott, Scott's bored. <laughs> <laughs> it's on YouTube randomly. I was, randomly no, I was, I was looking at the next topic. <laughs> Sorry, that's so the working. next topic. <laughs> Sorry. We're going to do just a quick video breakdown as well because Scott, uh, Kev? 
think both of us. I think it was just yeah. us. Yeah, somebody posted it on our page uh, a few weeks ago. And we just wanted to bring it back up because it was it was really important. It started a good little conversation. Mm-hmm. We had a couple of people message us about it. Um, it was a it was a solid little piece of, of, of video content. And and it's not a new like it, sorry that video is newish. There's all sorts of videos of the same thing. And the one we're referring to is there was a tow truck on fire. Um, what a University City, which sounds like a comic book name. Um, I think that's where the fire was, University City. Um, and the burning tow truck is parked up uphill somewhat, obviously, and then the uh, the engine's parked downhill. And the inevitable happens, the brakes give out, the uh, tow truck, burning tow truck rolls downhill and hits the engine. And it looks like the hose got caught underneath the wheel. <laughs> yeah. Um, they the the video kind of ends there. Does they don't show how they put it out, but they it, the story does say it was minimum damage to the to the engine and the fire was put out. Um, and this is definitely not the first time we've had. There's been old videos. I remember of a truck literally rolling, like it like rolled off into the distance. Like, I think it rolled down a hill and on took fire, off. Yeah, yeah, on fire. On fire. I remember down, that one. Down a hill. It's quite a long time ago. Jeez. And there has been times where we've parked downhill. We've always been incredibly lucky. We parked downhill, and uh, sometimes we're like. Oh, what are we doing? Why do we park there? Um, sometimes you have no choice but to park downhill. Uh, I know one thing we talked about as a department is because um, you know all the engines will have uh, usually have more than enough wheel chocks. So whether you grab a grab a wheel chalk off the engine, or run over and chalk it while you're making your attack, that could be an option. I mean, obviously parking your engine in the proper location to begin with is the right is the best choice, but sometimes you can't. Sometimes you have to park in a certain area. Because maybe that's the only access you have. So just got to be mindful, again, of where you park. I think um, I think having even just some, not even necessarily disposable ones, we could maybe even get Dennis to make up some metal ones, something just a, a metal block that we could just quickly... Like we have some old, like old, old ones. Oh, we have some old truck, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So even on attack on that initial portion, you know, the, the, the second guy, his job is not just move the hose, it's grab a, even a single chuck to get one of those mm-hmm. wheels just to stop that initial yeah. movement on a hill would be a really good really good add to yeah. to what we do and you could see the importance of it there one comment on that video um was the the attack direction that one of the one of the guys was coming at he was trying to come at it from the side um before coming at it from an angle yeah you know we, yeah. we were supposed to come at it that yeah. that position yeah. um <clears throat> who knows what the situation was for that guy you couldn't really see he was i know he was trying to stretch hose I think as he was walking towards that, it was already starting to move. Yeah. And I think he was just making a judgment call to get the fuck out of the way, honestly. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. I don't think it was anything other than it's moving and I don't want to be behind it. And I, don't, I, like, I don't like doing uh, breakdown videos of uh, just to be like, look at this guy. No. It's always like, because I, I, I can. I can see our, us doing that. And I have seen us do that. Mm-hmm. We thankfully never had a truck, yeah. um, burning truck roll away. We've had a truck roll away. But it was a fire truck. Ash. <laughs> <laughs> and Rob, I'm sick. Um, but again, I wasn't driving. <laughs> we just. That's a sore one. Really. That's a sore one every time. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like I think it could happen, anyways. Um, so maybe add something into your protocols. I think we might from now on, and uh, it, it definitely is uh, is important. Mm. Moving on to the subject there, Mr. Ash. Um, so, Ash, what do you do as kind of a thing for preparing for the potential uh, of the alarm going off? So, it depends where I am, what I'm doing. Uh, there's all of the... I'll always back in, make sure my, my truck's ready to go quickly. Um, I keep my keys in a certain spot. Uh, now that I carry a radio, I make sure that my keys at my radio or side by side. Um, if I'm at work, I always make sure that, um, you know, again, I'm parked somewhere that I can get out of there quickly. Um, if it's nighttime, now I've got a whole new ball of wax that I deal with being a captain now. It adds a lot of extra stress. Um, that I, I don't really think that I was fully aware that it was going to bring. Uh, by that, I mean, when we're on duty... So when you're the duty captain. The duty captain. You have to answer the call. So you... We always talk about, it's that 3 a.m. call. You have all the time to get down to the hall to get yourself going, to really get yourself up and awake. And you have to... You know, you, you have that 
bit of a, a buffer to really get the mind working. When you're the duty officer and the call comes in, you wake up and you have to respond to the call and you're already thinking, okay, where is this? What, you know, what are we going to need? You know, you have that windshield survey that we talk, talk about when you're driving up on it, but that starts immediately for you. So now I have to make sure my radio is close by to my bed, but I don't have enough charging stations there. So I charge it before I go, I go to bed. I have it next to my bed, but I listen for my pager. Um, I have all, all, all my clothes set out so I can quickly get myself dressed. I'd say even quicker than if I was just going to be responding to the hall. Um, again, I have my, my gear now is in the truck rather than at the hall. So I've got, uh, my turnout gear ready to jump into in the duty truck. Um, I think just getting yourself awake and alert for myself in that new role is the, the, the biggest adjustment that I've had to make and uh, the hardest adjustment. It's, it's damn, damn stressful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we all know the feeling uh, that you get just as, <clears throat> as a firefighter when, mm. the, when the alarm goes off and and uh, your pager goes and your phone goes and the noise is hanging around the house and you wake up the entire family with it as you're oh, kind yeah. of bailing out the door but that whole thing for you there's that instant adrenaline spike there's that naught mm -hmm. to a hundred and you're going as quick as you can because you want to try and obviously get there for for everything that's going yeah. on to to make sure you're trying to help the thing plus you want to beat everyone to the hall so yeah. in your instance as a captain there's a whole nother book that's open for you mm -hmm. dealing with that and scott you got something to say on that too yeah because well like you said last week ash and i are new to the new to the captain game um in my first week as duty captain um <laughs> we had a we had a fatal mbi and a horrible I'm, one too yeah and i was i was sitting i was actually yeah, i was getting ready to go to work for the afternoon and uh, I was like sitting there eating my food and suddenly one of our members comes over the radio because it hadn't even been paged out he actually came over the radio and said hey uh, is there a is a duty who's or can the duty captain uh, answer me or whatever I forget what you said mm -hmm. exactly and I'm sitting there I'm like oh I'm the duty captain <laughs> so, <laughs> so I had to go work because I wasn't prepared like well I, sorry I was prepared but I was I was actually getting ready for work so I was preparing not to be on duty because mm -hmm. when I'm at work someone else takes over so my radio I had to run find, get my radio turn it on go ahead and one thing he was very calm about it, so I'm thinking, oh, it's like a bird complaint, maybe it's alarm response, something like that. And he came over and he said it was like, you know, two vehicle MBI, X number of people trapped, um, unresponsive, that sort of stuff. So, like, so that really bumped up the, the level because now I'm like trying to put my stuff on. Um, I'm trying to get a hold of dispatch through the radio for whatever reason that wasn't working. So I actually, I'm like on my phone. I'm paging on our guy. I'm, I'm doing like a general, like, hey, anyone I've heard that, head to the hall, grab the rescue truck. And I'm calling 911. Um, sorry, not 911. I was calling our um, our direct line to dispatch. Um, the one reason why he called directly to me was because he knew there was probably 15, 20 people calling 911 at the time. Mm -hmm. So we did get that truck rolling faster. But yeah, like Ash was saying, that stress level. And I always, you know, I remember before I was a captain, I was always kind of like yeah the captains what do they do <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah there is that stress level especially when you're on duty because you are the one that has to answer the call and you have to be like uh you know we heard that your dispatch call received and then you have to know where you're going too because sometimes you're like where, where did they say because you're coming out of a dead sleep where did they say no i'm responding usually pretty good with it but sometimes the address is not right <laughs> that's not their fault that's our Times yeah. for changing the address is fifteen times a year. Yeah, and you know, and I and sometimes in Google because it's all based on Google Map. Um, Google Map actually has us as the wrong town it as does. well. Weird. So half the town is in the wrong town, so it'll come across. We're like, I'm like, no, that's not right. Yeah. So you really have to be cognizant of where what they said, and maybe you can't hear what they said, so you mm -hmm. may have to ask them again. You can look at it and be like, okay, I kind of know where this is. Um, hopefully, ideally, there'd be a smoke. We'll call them, <laughs> but not in an accident. Um, but it was good because uh, that member that called in that accident, he said exactly where it was, and he said it based on um, like a general knowledge of yeah. Knowledge. He, he said it based on old school knowledge, like it was, uh, it's at the corner of this. It's right by this guy's house. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, I know where it is. Yeah. Um, whereas dispatch has to be more precise because they're not from around here. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that kind of got away from our topic, guess. So we ran off the topic right now. <laughs> no, it's, it's okay. It's, it yeah. was a very good, very good yeah. point. You're right. Because again, yeah, it was it was a big call. We don't normally, in fact, very rarely do we have members with radios that will call that stuff in. Um, it it pretty much we we direct everyone to go through dispatch. But in that situation, it was the right thing to do. Um, it got us the quickest response, and mm-hmm. I want to even say potentially saved two lives in that instance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So um, yeah, that was it. Was definitely the right move. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you you're finding the extra pieces then that you've added into your toolkit for getting you out the door quicker now. Yeah, for, for sure. For those pieces at home, especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, home, home mostly work. I don't change too too much, mm-hmm. but uh, for being at home, uh, definitely having you know making sure the radio, your keys, your shoes are pointed in the right direction. Um, I had a, a structure fire come in, uh, and it was dry outside, and I'm like, I'm not even going to put shoes on. I'm just going to run straight out to the truck and pull my gear out of it and put it on. You know, like, I'm aware of the weather, of what it was like, I guess, at that, at that point, because it was a daytime, well, latter evening. So I'm like, oh, I don't need to worry about shoes because I only have to you know run my, my 15 feet to where the U truck was parked. Um, but you're, I just found myself a lot more aware of what was going on around me, be it weather, be it time, be it just, yeah, you're way, way more aware. General alertness. Yeah, your general alertness. Because of that extra level of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Kev, what about you? Your routines? Um... I think the big one for me is like is my nighttime routine, I guess. Um, my pagers, I kind of have everything in a line from where I go to get up from the bed and get to the door. And so I have like my phone's always beside me, but my phone is in do not disturb because work. I get emails at all hours and they wake up the wife and she gets mad. So I rely on my pager which is in the kitchen, which I can't actually really hear. Like I can, it'll wake me up and I can get going. But most of the time I don't have any clue what the call is. <laughs> You're just going. <laughs> yeah. It's like, so as soon as I hear it, and sometimes like I'll wake up from a dead sleep, like, oh, who the hell is talking in my kitchen right now? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and like up you get and grab my phone and then I run over and I got my clothes laid out nicely. Like. Right, one on top of each other, like each layer, so I just grab it and throw it on. I can do it in the dark. I don't have to, like, are my pants on backwards or not or what? Like, I just throw everything on. And then uh, grab my pagers. I'm going to the door. Got my wallet and my keys right by the door. Got a pair of socks right there so I can throw my socks on. And Key. What's that? Key. Oh, yeah. <laughs> socks and keys. Socks and yeah. keys. And then I'm out the door and gone. But... Uh, Work is different because I'm either, well, the only major preparation I do at work is um, in our the staff parking at my office. If I'm parked at a certain spot where some people kind of come and go and they'll block the first few cars nearest the door to the office. So if someone's parked in there, I could, in theory, get blocked in. So I make sure that my parking spot, or the stall I always park in is kind of away from that. And then I'm backed in, of course, so I can just run out the door. It's the closest, most efficient parking stall that I park at. So, that's yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah, I think we're all similar. Um, close setup at night. Um I kind of lay mine out next to, like, I lay my pants out next to the bed, almost like my fire gear. Like, I'll have my pants sitting on my socks sitting in it. I don't have my boots. My boots are still at the front door. But I've actually found, like, these boots I have here, they're a little stouter, so I can just drop right in there rather than running shoes, because running shoes you kind of have to, like, put on. Um, and then I usually have a shirt at the foot of the bed, and I'm ready to go. Um, and actually, I've started to, if I'm, if I'm, and I guess it could be even if I was a firefighter, but if I'm officer now, because I might not be putting my turret gear in right away, I actually make sure it's one of our fire shirts. So mm-hmm. I fly the color, colors a little bit when I show up. 
because that way if I'm if I didn't have my jacket on, I could at least I know I'm. I mean, the pants should tell them like, when I put my turnout pants on, but um, and the truck, but. Um, I, I usually try to put like a fire shirt there. The truck's a dead giveaway. Yeah, the truck's a dead giveaway. Until you're not in it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually keep my I usually keep my keys in the, in the pocket of my pants. I'm gonna leave it. I usually have my pager clip to that to that belt loop, so the pager's sitting. Everything's kind of there. So one pull, everything's on, and I'm out the door. Um, phone, I just kind of I, I don't normally take my phone unless I remember to take my phone. Usually I leave it. Um, sometimes I tell the wife when I leave where. Um, where I went to, um, the, uh, with the uh, with our uh, I'm responding stuff though I have uh, the emails come up, come into me so she can see where where it was at least and what it was. She usually hears it too on the. Uh, um, my car I think all, none of us park in a garage right. We all have outdoor yeah. So we all are you know we all have to be um, cognizant of that of where we're parking and especially where we are with winter. Um, I have a kind of a piece of like it's not quite card but it's like it's like when you put it in the inside of your car to make sure the sun doesn't one of those sun shades but I have it on the outside some things yeah but I actually have it on the outside of my car with a couple pieces of uh, 2x4 holding it on (laughs) looks pretty ghetto (laughs) Um, does the trick (laughs) but it does the trick because it doesn't blow away in the windstorm and so if it's if I know it's going to be frosty that night it's going to snow or any inkling of that I will put that on that way, as soon as I run out, I, just, I pull it and throw it in my neighbor's yard because <laughs> I'm usually ripping it off so fast, and then I'm, I'm gone. Um, yeah, I mean, similar like with the duty officer stuff, it's it's different because, um, you, like Ash was saying, you're you have to be a little more prepared. Yeah. Um, I know Bob. Um, we were talking to him last week. <clears throat> One thing he told me was, uh, he actually keeps his turnout gear in his house, and he has his pants. And he's, he has he's ready to go, so he actually jumps into his boots and pants at his house and goes direct in his car so that's kind of interesting yeah but he doesn't have kids that would yeah that's the other side of it but yeah so he has kids but kids that hopefully wouldn't uh, well, play nobody... in his pants and <laughs> take them apart and, what's this <laughs> yeah they're oh, also Russian well, you're welcome Rob um, yeah mine's pretty much the same like except I don't get I don't get dressed in the bedroom I've got all my stuff uh, on a hanger in the, oh, in, the hanger. in the hallway fancy wow. pants yeah it's wow. a British thing I guess it is a British thing <laughs> keep your stuff up so I, I, I get out of the bedroom as quick as possible because you know you're already waking up the, the missus and you're gonna Carl be... sleeps with boxers on absolutely not mate All right. absolutely not <laughs> yeah. no I barely even go to a scene with boxers on <laughs> especially at 3am boxers I just... are usually my top layer on the pile of clothes <laughs> I don't worry about that a buggy pants shirt socks and out the door um and for me, I've got the parking spot for my building. I've got the parking spot right by the fire exit. And I specifically got that spot because the guy, luckily, who was on um, on for, the, for the, the condo complex that I live in, he was actually a, a volunteer firefighter um, up north. Right. So when I said I need a space and the reason I need it by the door, he's like, no problem at all. So he shifted well, some stuff where already. Parked there. Okay. That's where I parked there. That's where I parked there. So I can get right down the stairs from the third floor bang straight into the vehicle how many times have you fell down those stairs none as of yet (laughs) I have fallen up them coming home from a call that has happened Uh, just tired and just can't pick up your feet anymore you gotta climb like four anyway but um, yeah yeah that kind of stuff other than that I got the auto start added to the vehicle just because my car Mm -hmm. my key my car keys are now right next to the bed so as soon as I hear does that actually warm up though it, it gives me a little bit mm-hmm. it gives me a little bit of extra heat because when you're running out of the especially recently when it's been like yeah. minus 15 in some mornings so do you put a cover in your car or? uh i have started to now because because you don't want to ace venture it i do not want to ace venture it. <laughs> <laughs> it's cold to do that because <laughs> there has been a few times i remember yeah. when i first started i ace venture it and if you don't know you know what if you don't know what we're talking about I'm sure there's lots of video of it's of uh, East Ventura hanging out the window because he can't see. I don't, can't remember why he couldn't see. I think his windshield's smashed. His windshield's smashed, 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 right? Smashed. So, you know, your windshield's uh, frosted over. You can't see. You burn through a whole uh, tank of uh, windshield washer fluid trying to get there. <laughs> but it's so cold that it still freezes. Yeah. <laughs> or your all your wipers are just like, <laughs> and it rips your wiper off. So, yeah, you don't want East Ventura hanging out the window because that's dangerous. <laughs> and... 
called. See, so you know, what you do is you get your cell phone on camera mode and you just hold that out the window instead. And then you can, yeah. I do That's not a advise. tip. I thought of that. It's amazing. I don't advise it. Terribly, terribly. Well, then you can instantly just hit the button and then it reverses the camera so you can use it for what's behind you, too, right? Like, get a backup camera, put it on your front plate. There you go. To your in-dash. What? what? Who cares? Just, <laughs> just blown some mics. Next level. <laughs> uh, this, uh, we do not advise any of that. Um, but I'm going to try that. Need a Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> the, the auto drive Tesla. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take me to the hall. To the code three. Ludicrous speed. <laughs> awesome. So clothes and items and things like that, obviously we've got those. We all park our vehicle in the position, especially when you're at the store, you try and get the parking spot a little bit further away or you're pointed away and you know, reversing in the spots and things like that. Important mm -hmm. stuff, right? Um, and just making sure that you're you're good to go. Mm -hmm. um, all important all important stuff. And I'm sure that people just kind of do that now instinctively. It just becomes that it, it just happens now, right? You don't think about it, it just happens. Go. Uh, I think one thing when we're out on, uh, like if we take our kids out somewhere locally, mm. Uh, I know a lot of times like movie theater the other day um, I know Ash and I were both there at the same time actually some guy who used to be on the department even said oh it's gonna be a fire call because <laughs> he's like there's two of you in here uh, we didn't have one usually it's when there's three of us in there we have one um, but I often think okay which one of us has kids okay I'm gonna go with Ash because his kids are older <laughs> and, and we have a van <laughs> so so my wife could drive their kids <laughs> so you know there's often like we and we didn't have the discussion that day but there's often discussions like who's driving like we'll have these discussions in the movie theater before the movie mm -hmm. starts yeah. when we see someone else there or we're going to like a, a piano recital or something and there's like you know four fire families there we'll have a discussion like which one of us is driving tonight yeah. we park closest yeah. to the door yeah. I'm driving okay cool <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes we have the discussion running to, the, like when we do, uh, sometimes when we do, I know when we do raffle night, we're running to the cars and we're like, who's, who's closest? And we, we, we all kind of bail into cars and like there's car seats. I remember picking a, somebody up once. I was driving. I stopped because they were running on the street. So I stopped. I've done that too. I stopped in the street <laughs> and I picked up like three dudes. <laughs> so one guy, they're all fine except for, except for, well, three of our guys. And, but, <laughs> no, not three, just random dudes. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. <laughs> um, no, but one of the guys had to sit in the car seat. <laughs> so yeah, that was great. <laughs> that trivia, the trivia night one. Yeah. We got that. And run into the truck. <laughs> Which truck? Well, your mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's one of the. It is, it is, especially again, small town, right? Like, you try and make those. You you see a lot of the guys around town, especially in some of the events and things that've been going on. Uh, in summer, definitely when there's fairs and things going on. Well, and I've had discussions with my with my kids if we're at the movies or something, or you know uh, if they're at swimming lessons. Like, hey, if there's a call. I'm gonna go if it's a movie. I'm just like just hang on here, just watch the rest of the movie, and mm -hmm. you know I'll, by that time I'll either be back or I'll send somebody to come get you, or uh, you know swimming lessons or something. Just you know just hang out. Yeah. But they know. You no, know, if I'm not there, it's not because I, <laughs> I went to the bar. Yeah. <laughs> it's because I went to go fire call. <laughs> well, I think the, the kids thing is something that because we've we've all got kids, so um, or all of us at least. We've all got kids, so for us, there's that extra level. So I know for me, with my son, uh, I pre-prep him. So in the mornings, he loves to just hang out in his shorts all day with just shorts and no t-shirt and just chilling and doing whatever he's doing. So we have a thing where if if I'm on duty crew or whatever, he makes sure that he is dressed when he's there. <laughs> like all the time, make sure he's fully dressed, socks on, ready to go, coats by the door. Um, and then he knows he can grab his Nintendo Switch because he's going to be sat at the fire hall for a little bit, right? If well, no one else is there. So. And one thing we have here, we have some, we have an Xbox and stuff, yeah. and a lot of it is for the kids when they come here, yeah. so so they can play when they're when they're when they're waiting for us to come back. Yeah. 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 I know. I've told my my son that you know if, if we're here and you should be working, so you should be sweeping the floor with somebody if somebody else is sweeping the floor. But I try to get them to do that because I want them to get more ingrained in that system of not just <laughs> coming and hanging out. But yeah, yeah, that's important too. It's definitely yeah. important. Yeah, yeah. I think it comes back to that big fire family thing, right? You know, yeah. it's cool when we all we all come back and all the kids are there. It's good for the kids to see it too. 
and uh, to understand that they're not the only kid whose dad is going to do the thing all the dads are going to do that and they all get to hang out they get to know each other it's definitely um, it's definitely a benefit for them especially when it comes to you know events and stuff later on and, and things like that uh, let's let's talk about some specific things so let's we talked a little bit about kind of winter preparations that we're doing with stuff on our, our windshields and and things like that um, preheating cars and plowed roads <laughs> <laughs> yeah I hate that with mine mine's rear wheel drive so it is the worst the absolute worst trying to come out I, I feel like I'm going to be my, the, uh, the other guy you need to come and get out of the car every night I test my anti-lock brakes and my skid control <laughs> my traction control because it's, it's like it's like coming to stop lights there's stop signs and stuff because I know there's other firefighters coming too I'm like you're <laughs> <laughs> doing about lunatics yeah at the speed limit. Um, <laughs> this is just a lot more harder braking. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's maybe talk a little bit about uh, summer issues because obviously we talked about the, the winter issues. Let's touch touch quickly on the summer issues. So I'm just going to quickly say socks because obviously you're wandering around all the time, flip flops, flip -flops yeah. normally, mm -hmm. right? Like it's summer, it's melting hot where we are. We get like the the 40 degree weather. You, you don't want to be wearing socks and trainers or boots or whatever doing that kind of stuff you know what when i first started i used to do that I, like if i get a fire call i'm nope I'm wearing socks and shoes all day I'm yeah like, oh, man, this is stupid mm -hmm. and the off chance we get a call <laughs> so they start yeah start with bringing socks or having socks ready yeah i have my nice wool socks sitting just like inside my boots yeah waiting so i get there kick off the flip-flops throw those socks on i may uh may confess something here but i uh, actually have socks also in my car so when i'm at stoplights waiting for the stoplight to change oh. i'll quickly put the socks on <laughs> there's an insane legal ideas but <laughs> shave off those few but extra off seconds, seconds. <laughs> yeah. first truck calling right there <laughs> i've actually i've been i've been at home with no socks on and I, i've been doing similar similar thing or as you're going down the stairs yeah, yeah you're trying to get a sock on yeah right because you want to make that truck and you know it's socks socks are like that there's the, like this clinch moment a guy who comes in with socks on is probably going to beat you on the truck right and then you have that decision to make like I got no socks and I I did it and I'll never do it again as we discussed <laughs> but I did it especially in our old boots never again but um, there's there's that choice you make like like oh, <laughs> I can make first truck but I got no socks on. There's, there's the other choice. How far away is the call? Because yeah. you can actually take, just grab your, grab your boots and your pants, get on, get yeah. on the truck, with nothing on, <laughs> yep. and then do your, do your deal while you're driving. Yeah, that's true. But if it's close, mm -hmm. you're, a, you're a liability. <laughs> These guys are like, get on the truck, and yeah. booting you out of the truck. But if it's far away, if you've got you know a good ten minutes of driving time, you got lots of time to put your socks on, put your boots on, get your coat on without hopefully disturbing everyone else in the, yeah. in the truck. Uh, Kev, you got any summer tips? This sucks. <laughs> That's about it. Um, I find, like, I, I wear a lot of tank tops in the summer. And I find sometimes that, like, if you're packing up with the tank top, that kind of, that doesn't feel great. But, uh, I don't really have a problem with that. I've... Yeah. It's just the longer calls and yeah. the rubbing on my shoulders and stuff because you don't have that t-shirt underneath. Right. It's did say the extra layer. Yeah, fire gear might not be as bad with my newer jacket that I have now, but I guess we'll find out this summer. You going? In? Yeah, something which is weird. I didn't really think of it. And then this past summer, I got on board. So I've got like a really nice pair of sunglasses, and I would never take them onto a fire call. Now, we, we do have a lot of um, lengthy calls, a lot of, uh, you know, you're going to be out in the sun. You, you don't want to go out there and do any sort of an initial attack and be like, oh, I'm just going to rock these six shades, right? But if you're out there for a lengthy time, especially if it's a grass fire, you're into mop-up, you're not wearing a mask, you're just, you know, it's the end of the day. It's so well, now bright. you'd be wearing your RZ mask. You would be wearing your RZ mask, absolutely. But uh, I have on the dash of my truck just a shitty pair of sunglasses that yeah. uh, I'll throw in one of my pockets as I go um, because we'll be out there. I mean, some something as simple as we were doing some some flood work during the summertime. It's 
the middle of the day. It was, you know, not crazy hot yet, but it was warm. It was super bright, and I don't want to say I have a, a light sensitivity, but I don't enjoy having the sun glaring in my eyes, so I throw on some, some shades. And I would just kind of suffer through it. Where now, I just grab these old old shitty sun, uh, sunglasses, and yeah, it definitely helps. You know, it's just cheap. You can get sunglasses for $10. Just throw them in, in your locker, or throw them in 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 your car truck or whatever. Yeah. Cheap dollar store. Yeah, I'm always I'm sorry. I was always I'm always trying to get the sunglasses, especially if I'm driving. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Scott, you know Um no, I'm just gonna you know, one thing about the pants, I don't know if you guys have noticed if you don't forget to do your pants up or something and later on you're at the fire. Why is this so uncomfortable? Oh my pants are down, that's why <laughs> <laughs> There's been those times I was like, yeah, this isn't or like you know, wear jogging pants or something. And it's like I didn't do the. They're folding down. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah. pulling them up, or, or a pa- pants that I normally would wear a belt with. I maybe I didn't put a belt on pre mm-hmm. pre fire, and I put it on, and next thing they're sliding down. Yeah, that happens quite a lot. Happened at the structure fire a couple weeks ago. That's I think uh, <laughs> in one of the big ones we talked about before, on I think on the grass fire episode, I think was was war. The, the old pants water so in the pockets mm-hmm. of in our fire pants for sure we always especially in the summer throw a couple of extra bottles in that you're drinking on the way to the core as you're getting in the truck those types of things so you can make sure you've got that extra extra few um, bits of water in you because maybe you didn't drink all day unfortunately and you know whatever but you should be doing that because you're going to be burning out a ton when you're out there in that grass fire i know for me um, and some people laughed at me for it but i ended up getting that camel pack and it's just a water bladder with a straw in it. And I had that on my back for that one fire call. Oh. And it was it was perfect for that whole time. Yeah. I threw in some extra bits. We got some snips and some pack jerky. Pack jerky, pack jerky. Oh, that saved just me. in case. <laughs> <laughs> Bring the team back together. But oh. things like that, if you know, when you know you're going to be out on those longer calls, stuff like that really helps. Those extra little, just a bite of food or a sip of water so you don't have to stop necessarily working. You can keep yourself hydrated and still keep going. Mm-hmm. That helped a lot for me. Um, and I had things in there like a shade, like my shades, like another yeah. spare hat, just in case you don't want to wear your, your fire helmet for the entire time, mm-hmm. right? Because when you're dealing with 40 degree weather, you don't want to be lugging around your bunker gear and things like that on mm-hmm. you, right? We normally try to switch over at least right. to, uh, to coveralls. Mm-hmm. and uh, at least they try and stay a little bit cooler. You guys ever notice when you're away now, like I noticed when I was on vacation, I'd still, pants would be by the bed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ready to go. I have a, I have my room key for the hotel by the front, and I'm like, what am I doing? It's a process. But then I'm like, eh, this isn't so bad. If there's a fire in the hotel, <laughs> I'm ready to leave. <laughs> I'm in a friggin' hurry. So I'm like, nah, I'll just keep this up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I notice it all the time. I'll, you know, my pants will be, like, I'll lay them out next yeah. to the bed like I'm ready for a fire. I don't think that level of preparedness is a bad thing at all. Yeah. And uh, even for, again, for, like, your kids and stuff like that, to know, uh, I think those extra prepared moments because they see you do it right I think it's I think it's helpful for them as well so it's saying it's not paranoid if everyone's actually after you yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a Nirvana song it's a lion Nirvana song absolutely um, so uh, equipment no, I just I spoke briefly there about like camel pack is there any other pieces like pieces of equipment that you now have kind of brought in to help speed you up, get you out the door, or maybe get you on the truck quicker? Um, one thing I have in my car is, other than everything... One thing? <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about some trucks. No, the front Stop of my car... Half, half an engine. <laughs> <laughs> Especially now that I'm an officer, um, I actually have a uh, chest rig that I haven't actually... Had to, I haven't rocked it yet, mm-hmm. but, but I had a chest rig for when I'm duty officer uh, that has... So I can put it on quick on the front and it's got uh, in there it's got a like a seatbelt cutter glass breaker combo like a knife um, it's got a tourniquet because I figure if I'm the first one I've seen in an accident someone's bleeding out I can at least start that process I might not have everything I need but I have a tourniquet um, flashlight for the night um, what else is there a couple other things snips uh, probably no it's pretty small so it doesn't have snips but it's got some you know, basically that real basic stuff and then it actually can, oh yeah, right, of course, it can fit my radio. So my radio fits in there and I can clip my mic to my chest rig. Because sometimes, like I said, you got 
you might have your pants on that aren't necessarily fitting right. You haven't had a chance to put your tuna gear on yet, so yeah. I haven't put it on yet, but I noticed um, I noticed the chief wears a similar thing now. He wears a, it's more like a hip hip thing. He wears mm-hmm. similar stuff in it. So I think those little extra pieces, uh, just extra pockets to be able to carry those little key things to have them handy as well. You know, digging through your pockets sometimes isn't always best. I know that some tools are larger and you don't really want them in your pocket if you're doing a structure fire, do you know what I mean? But then they're useful when we get to a grass fire. We need to cut the fence that we didn't have the snips that time to cut the fence down. Mm -hmm. And it was a nightmare trying to have to get through barbed wire, right? Like we had to then go back to the truck and try and get the snips and come back, like having things in your pocket. I think in the summertime too now, what I carry on me at all times is is a bandana. Whether a bandana or one of those, um, what are those called, buff, like a neck like a tube of fabric they call it a buff um so whether you I the SA the SA fishing kind of thing there's different yeah I got a different one I got you know I got various ones but I, I know Spencer was laughing at me we were at a grass fire he's like you look like an idiot I'm like well I'm cool like I'm cool by well, temperature cool, cool. <laughs> I mean I look cool <laughs> yeah I don't care what I look like because no. I was cool because what I did is I took well, you take your bandana dunk it in the water of the tender tank and put it on your head as long as it didn't come from like the, the sewer the water, purple, yeah, the purple water. tank. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you put that on your head, nice and cool, or you you know around your neck, or mm-hmm. if it's getting smoky, if you don't have your RZ mask, you can put it up over your your mouth, um, and in a pinch, it could be a tourniquet, it could be lots of things. So um, I, I always have it in my pocket now, when I'm pretty much all through the summer, because it's really light and easy to carry. Yeah, that's a useful piece. Kev, you got you got any other bits of like equipment or anything that you that are great for whatever during any time of the year? Things that have kind of sped you up, maybe um, getting in and out of vehicles. No, no, I run fairly slim and efficient if I can. Got a back brace would sped him up. Cane. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> a little scooter would have been great this last year. But we'll see what happens in the summer. And Ash, did you really have anything? No, I mean, I, I jumped on board with the auto start thing just mm. recently again. Um, driving a, a big diesel, it takes a while to warm up. In the summertime, it's not bad. If you've been out and about in town, it's not bad. But that first fire up of the day, you kind of have to let it get itself up to temperature even it's only 30 you know 30 40 seconds you're still waiting like ah i want to go but i gotta wait where now i hit the button as i'm getting myself dressed it doesn't mm-hmm. matter where i am if it's at nighttime it's right back right next to my bed if it's during the daytime it's kind of in the living room so i can grab my keys and my and my radio quick and it just gives me it takes me an extra two seconds for it to wait 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 flash um by the time I get to the truck, it's I get in and I can fly out, out, out the driveway. So, I mean, that was a $700 thing to save 40 seconds. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> the same thing. Right? Yeah. yeah, I look back on the money after it. It's great in the summer. Same last. But you guys are nice and warm. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's great in the summer. It's winter in the summer. Sorry, in the winter. Mm-hmm. In, in fact, in, in both. Yeah. Oh, summertime. Yeah. In the AC. Boom. Yeah. 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 Into a cold yeah. machine. I love it. That's great. Do you guys ever find, you just sometimes you're just like, yeah, there's no way I'm going to make it, because whether it's work, um, I know jiu-jitsu when I'm training jiu-jitsu, yeah. you know, you got a gi on, <laughs> you're in your belt, you're rolling on the mat, you hear the pager go off, okay, <laughs> so you're going, but it's not, you're, like, no level of preparedness is going to be like, mm-hmm. I'm not, re- I'm, I draw the line at going in a, in a, in a gi to a fire <laughs> <laughs> gi pants yes but I'm not wearing a belt and <laughs> a gi jacket to you're a gonna, fire you're gonna straight up you're find ridiculed fire. for life <laughs> no matter how much you can kill somebody with you, don't, you. <laughs> you don't get bite draft here you don't get much more bite draft here than you're going to a fire in a gi <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there's some uh, some choking and some oxygen jokes there that can be thrown in. So there is times you're just like, eh. like I know at work I can't leave my my job unless it's really serious. But by then I would definitely be um, coming here and I'd be like a backup guy to a backup guy. Yeah, I'd be doing haul work or maybe doing tender work. Yeah, um, even tenders by that point would have been yeah. Good. Can we talk about those uh, three a.m. 
morning calls when you run out and realize you have that really full bladder on the go? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get that. Really? No, I, don't get that. I really don't. Well, there's I just go. Mm-hmm. I just full on dumb and dumber. <laughs> just like I that. don't I'm kidding so he's got he's putting socks on with one hand he's peeing in the bottle with the other and he's just driving with his teeth with his head out the window <laughs> selfie stick <laughs> with the camera out the window but yeah there's a lot of guys that yeah they got to stop I've, yeah. I've, I've drained right beside the truck there before jumping in and going there you go <laughs> well to. that structure fire itself town I get there just after Bob, and of course, I'm on duty, so I can't, like, I have to go to the bathroom first. I I had to. I woke up. I'm like, ah, piss. Ah, piss. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't have time. So I get there. That's where that term comes from. I was like, ah, piss. (laughs) (laughs) Firefighters. So Bob's there about the same time as me, and uh, luckily the first engine was pretty close behind us as well and we just basically got everything set up and I think yeah you you grab the one side I kind of grab the other and you see the old two and a half working yeah the two like, oh, and I really gotta pee now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like oh man I'm floating over I need here. water give me more water <laughs> I slowly go. I'm like I'm just gonna kind of safety eye this thing back here in the old orchard for a second yep <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, there was a little extra hose stream action right on the scene. I'm like, nah, there's no way I can make it be, you know, this entire call. So, I think sometimes you just, you have to go. Whether it's before you come to the hall, whether it's when you're on on scene and you finally have a moment. Uh, sometimes you just have to. Absolutely. There's a, uh, a, f- a funny story. I wasn't here when this happened, and I'm sure you guys have heard the story. Maybe. Um, so. No. Oh, no, Nancy. No, Todd was a good one, too. No, because um, what we have to do is when we're when we're rookies, typically your first job here is to work in the kitchen. So you make, you're making dinner, um, making dinner for the guys on, on meeting nights or whatever. Um, so one thing I was told was you never make chili. I was like, why? Chili's freaking awesome, and it's really easy to make, and typically guys really like chili. And they're like, no, you never make chili. I'm like, well, why? So the story is, back... Many many years ago, I think when Spencer's dad was still, still an active active member, um, this very nice woman made chili for the everyone because they had a fire or something. So she made chili for them on a practice night. The guys all had some. Well, uh, I believe an MVI or something came in that night at like two in the morning. Well, the chili was actually not good. <laughs> it was probably tasted good, but it wasn't good. So it gave everybody um, everything was coming out both ends. <laughs> So from what the story I heard is like, yeah, there was like 14 guys on scene, but seven of them would run out into the field, do what they had to do, and then they'd run back and the other seven would run out, and they were doing that. So <laughs> so it happens. <laughs> so that, I think we've since gone over it, because there's been a few nights of chili. <laughs> but that was a story that was always told to the new guys when you started, don't make chili. For no chili. No one wants it. Thus, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, speaking of Todd, um, he had to rip uh, some sleeves or some sleeves or underwear or something or a sock. I think it was Todd had to make improvised toilet paper one time on a on a fire because he really had to go. Nature calls, man. Sometimes you're out there for multiple hours, and it oh, yeah. just it is what it is. And anyone who's been out on a call for long enough knows, like it it's a it's a thing. It happens. Yeah. It happens. It does. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say, oh, some nights I know. Um, I think we talked about this. Pager goes off. At least you think a pager goes off. In your stupor, you wake up and you drive to the hall and you're like, no one's talking on the radio. Mm. <laughs> so you get here and you're like, eh, no one's here. like, and especially me because I live fairly close and I'm fairly quick. Um, I, I've been, I've gotten here before. I'm like, did that happen? Did I hear the pager? <laughs> so far, I've always been correct. It's always the pager has always mm-hmm. went off. Uh, maybe the duty officer slept through the call or the page initial page, so he didn't he didn't respond. So, um, but so far I've. But sometimes I'm just like, I don't think anything actually just happened. There. <laughs> I would never admit to you guys if I actually came to a call one night. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> yeah. But nothing is, makes me more happy than to hear like the diesel the diesel trucks uh, coming yeah. from guys up the hill. <laughs> oh yes, there is actually a call, and I'm well, going to be on first truck. <laughs> I will admit something sort of embarrassing. <laughs> on that note, so with I'm responding, they send you a text out. Right. And it's always like nine 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 nine. But yeah, I get like, oh hey, you're statements ready to be viewed and it comes out under that, under that. Right, right. so like I've been at work right in the middle of something and this text comes in and when I'm at work I don't run any sound so I just look down and I just see nah, 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 nah. I'm like oh buddy <laughs> so I grab all my stuff and I've ripped to the hall and I pull in and I'm like oh yeah I guess I gotta pay the gas bill it's <sighs> very important very very important or, I'm super glad I rushed to the fire hall to look at my, you know, text message for the gas spill. company. Yeah. <laughs> on, a, on another note, though, sometimes we get because there are dispatches up in up in the big city up north there. Sometimes we get other people's pages yeah. coming on and responding because yeah. they've typed in. I don't know why it is. You might yeah, know. Yeah, the wrong. Um, I think it's. Oh, I can't remember. They just tone it. I think they can hit the wrong button. Yeah, they just turns up the wrong so. wrong city somehow. So, so we've been. Paged out and we're driving like what? That is not anywhere near this town. Yeah. <laughs> and then you realize, ah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. But then sometimes you've had those where as it's been for us, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? That was, yeah. Last summer, car yeah. fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Someone called from a different town because they drove through our town, saw a car on fire, kept driving. <laughs> by the time they, by the time they uh, made um, contact with uh, with nine one one, they were in a different area so they said well or i think they said no no what it was they said i'm from this town mm-hmm. so they were from a different like two cities away and they said i'm from this they said where are you from i'm from here so they paged it out as that's where the person was from is where the fire was but yeah. no they're actually driving through our town across the wires yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anything can happen um has anyone else got anything to add kev I have an I am responding tip of the week. Stop <laughs> about to get some. Yeah. <laughs> there, is, <laughs> there is a setting within um, your individual profile that you can set a phone number for a, um, a notification text. So the idea behind it is I have my wife's cell phone in there Mm. and if I get an I am responding notification on my phone and I say that I'm responding it will automatically send her a text message saying so and so is going on a fire call it doesn't say what fire call like what type or anything like that it just says so and so is responding to a fire call I like so it's a good tip yeah so now I actually utilize this um a couple weeks back the kids um take the boys to taekwondo they are sitting there doing their thing and <laughs> try, anyways so as they're doing I that I did but I thought it's got the yeah. <laughs> so anyways <laughs> the boys are there really? doing their thing I it's I can't watch it, so I go take the dog out and exercise him while they're doing that. Well, we're sitting in the field there, all of a sudden we get a call. So I'm running with the dog into the truck, hitting on my phone, responding, so that I know the wife is now getting a text rather than me trying to text her, hey, by the way, I'm leaving the boys at Taekwondo, you need to pick them up. So as as I was pulling down to the hall, I just quickly take a look at my phone and see, she'd already re- replied back. Oh, I guess I'm going to pick up the boys now. So I take them to jujitsu. Uh, <laughs> I tried that. You did try. That. <laughs> Some kids don't like it. Yeah. it is. I think on that on that note with with uh, you know fitness. Fitness is something that I've started taking a lot more seriously recently. And uh, I'm already feeling and seeing the differences, and it's something that I'm very happy that I've I've started to do because keeping yourself that way that you need to be, and we all we all lack like, is what it is, right? Like we all think we can do what we we can do. We can definitely do it better if we're a little bit quicker and faster and, and stronger to do it. So well, and I think just having your heart strong enough to go from zero to 
102 mm-hmm. seconds when your pager goes off. It's important. Cause there's, I don't care who you are, you're gonna get a little bit of a spike yep. when you hear it come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and speaking of tips of the week, I had it Spencer actually, um, and it was this is completely random, probably a little off subject, but what? he had. Yeah, no. right? It's not like we do this very often, but um, protocol. SCBA. The he had his SCBA stuff on when we were recording our um, our spineboard episode, our writ stuff, and uh, he had clipped the extendable like the extendable mic. He had clipped the microphone to the strap of the SCBA, and it was just so much easier to grab to maneuver as opposed to I normally clip it to my collar piece mm-hmm. right because yeah, it's right right, right, yeah. right on the right on the strap mm-hmm. he had full motion it was way easier to grab way easier to find anyway just a tip I thought it was super useful and looked <laughs> Bob had his clip to his toque I, know, <laughs> I, know, I, know. <laughs> I was like oh that's an interesting full way to hold your <laughs> I said to him and he was like oh yeah so I can hear it I was like mm, you're trying to start a new trend there <laughs> I'm buying a toque is, <laughs> is a stocking cap for those in, the, in America. It's also known as a beanie. A beanie. Uh, that's what they call it too. Everywhere else. Yeah. yeah a beanie. Yeah. A toque. Yeah. Thank only, you, Canada. Only in Canada. <laughs> Gentlemen. Ash. Thanks, guys. Kev. Good evening. Scott. Stand by to get some. <laughs> <laughs> I just like that so much. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Stay safe. Good night.